The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. And here at the Sons of Liberty, we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left. All right? We're not about that. If you come for a conservative echo chamber, you come to the wrong place. But we use those things, those tools, the Bible and the Constitution, to see who's on the straight and narrow. And uh, glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday. And by the way, for those of you who are watching by way of YouTube or Facebook or DLive, uh, got a lot of DLive people in it. Good to see you guys as well. Um, Periscope and Twitter and whatever else we're on here. <laughs> we're on a lot of things. I, I got kind of off today because I was I was kind of excited. I was playing around with something last night, and I thought, you know, <clears throat> I'm not as uh, gifted as some of the content creators out there, okay? And uh, so for you guys listening by Red State Talk Radio, you're not going to see this, but I'm just going to, you know, I, um, I, hopefully it works okay because I tried it last night, and it seemed to do okay. Um, this is just a little... You know, holiday cheer. You guys, let me know in the uh, in the chat room what you think of this. Uh, you may like it, you may not. Here goes. Um, <laughs> it was a dud. Okay, it was a dud. I don't know what happened. Uh, I restored the thing. We're supposed to have falling snow behind me with a lamp post, and uh, you know, you try all these things, and then it does doesn't work. And I don't know why it's not working, but uh, it's not. And so it doesn't matter that I push it up or down or wherever. It's just not working. Okay, well, okay. That's my bad. <laughs> See, sometimes I am good for comic relief. Uh, worked you all up and then you didn't get what I was going to give you. All right, um, real quickly, before we get into what we're going to do today, I want to encourage you that if you appreciate what we do here at Sons of Liberty, except for the flub that I just gave, uh, you can head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, if you feel so led to do, again, we don't have our handout for money, but if you would like to help us, because we're going to do what we're going to do, okay? We're going to trust the Lord in that, that uh, He meets the needs, and uh, indeed He does do that. There's a donate button on sonsoflibertymedia.com if you would like to help in the expenses that we have. And then also, if you would like to, to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. 
There's a button there for that. You can set that up. It will come out painlessly. You set it up once and it goes out every month. You don't even have to worry about it. Um, if you would like to help us out at Sons Liberty, we would very much appreciate that. Also, the store button is available there. You like the t-shirts uh, that we have on. Uh, <laughs> uh, the um, <clears throat> have the t-shirts uh, there. We have the dog tags. We got the coffee mugs and you know all that stuff. And and you get something out of it, and then you know it helps support the ministry here at Sons of Liberty. And then finally, if you want to. Um, Sign up for our newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email out. We don't sell it to anybody. It's none of that kind of stuff. Uh, You get one email a day. That comes later on in the evening. Sometime, depending on how fast the the email server does what it does, that comes out sometime from between 7 and 9 o'clock at night, Eastern Time. Okay, And that lets you know all the list of articles that we've had. Um, It'll Again, it'll direct you over to the website. Of course, we're going live over here, um, and dummy me forgot to swap out the thing uh, so that you guys will be able to do that. So let me make a quick adjustment here, and uh, we'll get on with what we're doing. Now, while I'm doing this, one thing I want to let you know is is that uh, Sons of Liberty Media and Bradley Dean were given a... Now, this is, gonna, this is probably going to shock uh, the crowd out at NewsGuard and um, all of the fake fact checkers out there but received an award i got the news of that yesterday uh this came from uh, dr john diamond we've had him on the show before and uh, i'm going to bring that up as soon as i make this quick change out so that you guys who are heading over to sons of liberty media.com or uh, before its news was on but sons of liberty media.com now you'll be able to watch the live version of the video broadcast of the radio show one of the things that uh, he brought up was is that we won an award. I, I shouldn't say we because it's really geared towards something that Bradley did, but um, it was a, it's a Truth in Journalism Award, and that's going to be posted on the site as far as the um, uh, the actual. I don't know. It's not a certificate. It's 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 a symbol of an award. So uh, we'll look and see what it is. <clears throat> There's just a few paragraphs here, so let me get this out of the way, and then we'll get to our topic today. 1949, George Orwell, classical or classic fictional dystopian novel, 1984. Orwell described a nightmarish future in which one of the four ministries of the government of Oceana was called the Ministry of Truth. This is why I refer to YouTube or Facebook as the new Ministry of Truth. It's out of Orwell. Under this totalitarian system of government control, the minds of the people were systematically controlled by a state-sponsored propaganda system that replaced truth with lies. In reality, the title Ministry of Truth was a misnomer, as this department promoted the exact opposite of truth in an attempt to control the people. Fast forward 70 years to a world where fact is stranger than fiction. Real life is presently more remarkable than even the wildest of fictional tales. And it's going to get wilder, too, if the people don't put a stop to it. Okay? It's going to be, it's going to be really bad. Okay, we're going to have to put a stop to it. Today, nearly every talking head in the media and the government is of their father, the devil. Amen. As a result, justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off. For the truth has fallen in the street. Isaiah fifty nine fourteen, and they exchange the truth about God for a lie. Romans one twenty five. 
In a time of universal deceit, when the telling of the truth is, in fact, a revolutionary act, Bradley Dean's unafraid and unapologetic willingness to confront the government, mainstream media, and via his radio show and speaking engagements has not gone unnoticed. The content 2020 Film Festival and Media Summit has awarded Bradley Dean and the Sons of Liberty Media the Truth in Journalism Award for his expose, Are You Outfoxed? media exposed and look this was out long before donald trump started going after fox news and all of the quote unquote conservative talking heads guys if you've been paying attention to the sons of liberty you know fox news has been controlled for years years now when we would say stuff like that people go well why are you saying that Look at what they were supporting. They were supporting the sodomite agenda. That's right. Many of their people were involved in it. They were donating to that kind of cause for years. Well over a decade by now. If they're, if they're contributing to that, they are part of the problem. They are, control, they are the controlled opposition. And, and listen, listen, listen very carefully. All you people moving from Fox to Newsmax. All you people moving from Fox to One American News. Same thing. Same stuff. It's going to be the same stuff. Okay? Just telling you. I'm telling you now before you even get, you know, in your lounger, comfortable watching all that stuff. Newsmax is headed up over there. Sean Spicer. Where was he? Where's he out of from? Where's he from? Yep, the Trump White House. Oh, well, the Trump White House tells us the truth. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Just like every other administration, right? They're, they're all telling you the truth. <clears throat> I, I don't know how to help people if they don't, if, if you don't get that. One American News. Look at what Liz, Liz Wheeler was saying about what's going on there. You're just being set up for a fall by following these talking heads. And look, I got a talking head here. Okay. So I'm not, and I'm not telling you to follow me. I'm telling you to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you to follow the truth. That's what I tell you to follow. Don't follow me. I'm sure Bradley would say the same thing. Don't follow me. We're men. Um, That's not who you're to follow. You're to lead as you follow Christ. All right, so we've got a couple of things today. Uh, let Let me touch off one that I didn't have in the video description, okay? And this comes from uh, Matt Agris. Now, look, I know a lot of people say, oh, Matt Agris, he's just this. He hates the cops. Oh, he's a liberal. Oh, he's... You know what? The guy puts out a lot of good stuff. All right? That's why I carry what he does. Because I think there's a lot of stuff I'm just in agreement with what he's put out. And here's the latest one. Because people like Edward Snowden and people like Julian Assange have pretty much been thrown under the bus by the people that used to support them. Do you remember when all of the information came out from Edward Snowden? Do you remember that? And the mainstream media and government representatives and all were basically saying, and some of them just actually said it on TV, He should have a bullet put in his head. They had nothing to say about corrupt government that was violating your rights, America. Because that's what he was exposing. 
Oh, he was exposing all our secrets. There's secrets about how they're violating the Constitution to spy on you, to go after you, to infringe on your rights. That's what they were doing. That's what they are still doing. This administration hasn't done squat to stop that. Not a thing. Not one thing. In fact, you could say they've been continuing. Letting it go. Letting it go. In fact, we could say they've actually escalated by reauthorizing the Patriot Act. Upping it to the USA Freedom Act. Donald Trump charging his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, with the COVID contact tracing. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the same kind of junk. And the joke's on us. It really is. Because we got our eyes off of the fact that the government, our government, a large part of it, unconstitutional, all these alphabet agencies that are specifically not supposed to be there. And you go, well, we got to have this and we got to have that. We got to enforce the law. I've told you time and time again, we are the law. We are the law enforcers. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. The militia, not the federal militia. There really should have been no such thing of that. Okay? No, it's... I'm not going to get into it with the people in the chat today. I'm just not going to do it with you. Okay? If you think for one minute that Trump is there to take down the deep state, you are not awake, like you might claim. You're just not. You're not. Okay? You're still holding on to that carrot that's dangling in front of you. Remember, I told you months ago when they put John John Durham in there, tough-looking guy, you know, he's got his go-to, his big, full, looks like he's a tough guy, right? Oh, just wait till the Durham report. Oh, just, we were told, oh, well, Bill Barr is coming in there. He's going to do something. I told you when he was nominated. He's a swamp creature. This is a guy who covered for snipers that shot an innocent woman in the head while she ran into her house with a baby, unarmed. He was covering for an FBI sniper that did that, and FBI people who were involved in the whole Ruby Ridge thing. I told you who he was. Conservatives get right behind it. Kavanaugh, same thing. Told you who he was. Helping the cover-up of Vince Foster. Told you who he was. Defending him on the goofy charges of the sexual assault stuff. But I'm just trying to be fair. I'm just trying to be consistent with what I encourage other people to do. I think you're going to see the same thing with Amy Coney Bryant. She's been shown her record is one of protecting the big state. The statism. Um, that's going to show itself too, guys. It really is. And then when Durham was told, oh, we're going to have the report, all these things are going to be exposed, people are going to do the perp walks, <laughs> then they said, then we're going to show you this after the election. Uh-huh, okay. After the election. It's after the election, guys. Nothing. I told you. They're giving, they're all blowhards. It's all hot, uh, hot air. It is the carrot being dangled in front of you, and I don't know when people are going to wake up to this. It's been going on for four years. They'll tell you what you want to hear to keep you attached on because they know that so many people are political junkies. Look at the Q nonsense. friend and I were talking about this. 
And I think he thinks it's actually some of the people promoting Q. He thinks Q is actually people promoting Q so they can make money off of it. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But the fact of the matter is, is people follow after this stuff. There's no substance to it. And they still follow after it. Real quickly, let me hit this and, and then we'll get to the other. Because I there's there's just a lot on my mind and we've had guests on this week. So forgive me. I just have a lot of stuff. I just, I just want to unload sometimes, you know, um, about the stuff that I'm seeing. This one right here, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Assange will rot in prison, Snowden in exile, because Trump is too busy pardoning criminals. You get that? Actual convicted criminals. One of them just pardoned General Michael Flynn, who actually pled guilty. And whether... You would say it was something of a serious nature or not. He's the one who pled guilty. And he's 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 pardoned. Okay? And what's the first thing he's doing, America? Listen, what's the first thing he's doing to you? Hey, let me help you slip those chains on just a little bit tighter. They look a little loose to me. We need to call for limited martial law and have another election. You are a special kind of stupid if you believe that and are calling for it. You really are. And you're going to get what you deserve for it. There is no limited martial law. Government doesn't know anything about limits. We got limits on them, the Constitution. Do you think they're following that? Nope. And then we got people out here who call themselves conservatives, constitutionalists, Christians and all this other who want to have an Article 5 convention so that they can limit the government more, write more words to limit the government that the government's already trampling over the words that are already written. There is a special kind of stupid going on in America. There really is. And this is what's going on. And men, look, I don't know their motives. We've got the uh, call came out from Julian Assange this week to the the Clinton State Department at the time. He was actually concerned about people losing. He wanted to get the information out, but he was actually concerned that people might lose their life, that that, they could endanger some people's lives. And he wanted to make sure, look, we need to protect this, but I'm going to release this information. And I'm not looking at the motive. I I can't read somebody's, somebody's heart. I don't, it's not my job to do that. That's God's job to deal with the heart. Ours is to deal with the actions. And what Snowden and what Assange both released out into the public, however they did it, whether you like it or not, the fact of the matter was they were exposing the corruption that is going on in the United States government. And what did the people do? Well, immediately they got upset, and then the media narrative started turning and changing, even from the controlled opposition known as Fox News. I've got the video clips where they're calling for him. What was the... I don't even know the shows and stuff because I don't watch any of it. But Beckel, is that his name? Bob Beckel, something like that. He's There's like five people around and he's one of them and he's kind of a loud mouth. And he was saying, oh, a, you know, Julian Assange needs a bullet in the head. That kind of thing. These are people who were telling us what our government was doing against us. You know what, Kathy? I'm not even talking about what goes on behind the scenes. 
I'm talking about what's right out in front of our face. I'm talking about the promises you've been given that haven't been fulfilled. I know Trump says, oh, I kept my promises. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. We still got a Holocaust going on where thousands of babies are being murdered in this country every single day while the self-proclaimed most pro-life president in U.S. history, which is nonsense. There were (laughs) dozens of presidents who never gave a dime to a eugenics program, to an abortion clinic, never advocated for the murder of the unborn. And I'm just saying, here's this stuff. Now, that is a good lead-in, I think, for what I want to talk about today. You're being inundated with fear of the sea bug. And I want to be careful what I say, because I'm still on YouTube. Okay, I didn't move it over because I wasn't going to get into a lot of intricacies of certain things. Okay, This PCR test... It's it's really interesting. I want to um, bring up something just so we understand, just to reiterate um, what's going on here. This PCR test is what is driving... Who's rescuing babies? Nobody's rescuing babies. He's signing the documents to spend... More than $600 million of the American people's money to murder those babies to Planned Parenthood. That's just to Planned Parenthood. I don't know about any other baby murder meals, Kathy, but I got the documents on it if you want to see them. They're at sonslibertymedia.com. Put in pro-life president, you'll get one. Put in another one for Planned Parenthood, and it's you'll find it two or three down the row in the search engine. I've got the documents there. This This is undeniable. Okay? So, again... Hot air. I'm looking at action. I'm not trying to figure out what's going on behind the scenes or any of the other stuff. This is right out there in the open. Okay. Dr. Kerry Mullis, he's the guy who developed this. This is back in the 90s. Now, let me um, see if we can bring this up. I want to ask this to Kerry. How do they um, misuse PCR to estimate uh, all these so- supposed free viral RNAs? That may or may not be there. Uh, is it some, I think misused PCR is not quite, I don't think you can misuse PCR. No, the results, the interpretation of it. See, if you, if you, if you can say, if, if, if they wanted, if, if they could find this virus in you at all, and with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can mo- amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which BCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. But the, the real misuse of it is, is that it, you don't need to test for HIV. You don't need to test for the other 10,000 retroviruses that are unnamed also in the subject. See, somebody that's got HIV generally is going to have almost anything that you can test for because they have definitely been... HIV is a fairly rare virus. There's only one million of us out of 250, 300 million people in America that have that virus. 
So you have to get around. Either your mother had to have it and pass it to you, or you have to really be paying a lot of attention to people that do have it and paying only attention to them and get a pretty good chance of getting it that way. It's hard to get it. But it, if you have it, there's a good chance you've also got a lot of other ones because you've been in the, in the market for you've been It's been possible for you to get a lot of... It's, it's, it's a, to test for that one and say that has any special meaning is what I think is the problem. Not that PCR has been misused. It's like... It's not an estimation. No, it's a real. It's a really quantitative thing. It How tells you it, something about nature and about what's there. But it 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 allows you to take a very minuscule amount of anything and make it measurable, and then talk about it in meetings and stuff like it is important. See that that that's not a misuse. That's just sort of a misinterpretation. Even after all the these uh, uh, PCR, this quantitative PCR, that if you just get down to a basic virological count, it's still one in a thousand to one in ten thousand uh, HIV in one to one in a thousand one in five hundred to one in a thousand T cells. It, it is. No, there's very little of what they call HIV, and what's been brought out here by Phil Pot and, and, and Isai already. The measurement for it is not is not exact at all. It's not it's not as good as our measurement for things like apples. An apple is an apple. You know, you can get something that's kind of like, if you've got enough things that look kind of like an apple and you stick them all together, you might think of it as an apple. But, and, and HIV is like that. Those tests are all based on things that are invisible, and they are, the results are inferred, in a sense. PCR is separate from that. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. That's what also, it is. Um, but it's, they, but it's not, it doesn't tell you that you're sick, and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like that. That's why it's not... So even if you believe in HIV, it can't tell the difference between virus particles or active live virus. I mean, there's a lot of questions involved. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of questions involved. All right. Uh, by the way, Susan, you know you've lost the argument when you result to name calling. I, that's all I'm going to say. Everybody can see exactly uh, the situation. Give, give the people the information that demonstrates that they don't know what they're talking about, and you get name-called. That's what you get. That sounds to me like you're the very thing that you're talking about, okay? I'm just going to say. But I'm, I'm not going to get sidetracked for you. You've got the information that has the documentation in it, all right, of the money being spent. And if you want to continue to bury your head in the sand and, and bow before your political idol, you know what? You're going to get what you deserve. You just, you're going to get what you deserve. And the message to you is the same message to everybody else, and that is to repent of your idolatry. That's all I can say. It, it is. This is Kerry Mullis that you just heard. This is the guy who developed the, the PCR test. And you understand what he's saying? He's putting it in simple terms everybody can understand. It's not that you can't test for certain things. It's just you can read the, you can interpret the information any way you want to do. Now, here's the obvious thing I want to ask you. How is the narrative being driven today? If it weren't for the PCR tests going on today, which our president says we have more cases due to what? What do we have? I'll take a look at that in just a moment, uh, Susan, after the show. I will, and I'll give a response to you. What do we have? But remember, you're quoting the ACLU. That's a communist organization, just letting you know. Um, the issue here is this. Our president said he's the one who brought it out. He was pimping the 
hydroxychloroquine. He was pimping the, what is that R word that he took, that allegedly took, the experimental drug, right? Uh, that supposedly cured him. He, that His words, not mine. Uh, he's the one been pimping the vaccines. He also pimped that test. Remember that? Had the big set up there with the box and all. Going to do the tests. Pushing out the tests. He's also the same guy who pointed the finger at China for the virus. Despite the fact we haven't isolated the virus at all. That's CDC that said that. Not me. That's in their own documents. And I can prove that too. I've got the documents to show you if you want to see that. But we've covered that before. Told you, it's a China virus. That's what it is. Immediately, we have a quote-unquote mass shortage, which the New England Journal of Medicine states gives little, if any, protection from viruses. Their boxes say they don't stop coronavirus. And yet, where does he get mass from? China. That's where they got the mass from, China. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. So you, you import masks from the country that you say released a bioweapon on you. Such a serious weapon, such a serious bioweapon that almost 100% of the people recover that show any symptoms. A lot of people don't even see anything. I mean, they don't have any symptoms. And we know if you're asymptomatic, even Anthony Fauci has said, Specifically, you're not contagious. I don't even know if you're contagious if you have symptoms. I, I just, I don't know what to believe about any of that stuff. I'll leave that up to the listener to, to determine if, if you are or you aren't or whatever. I don't live my life in fear of all that stuff. I just, I don't live my life like that. If I get sick, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to try to take some vitamin C. I'm going to try to get rest, keep fluids in your body. Um, I drink the tangy tangerine. All of that kind of stuff to, to try to build up my immune system. And this seems like it's a pretty simple thing to me. And even when you do all that, sometimes you're going to get the sniffles. Sometimes you're going to get a cough. Sometimes you're going to get what we call sick, which is actually your body clearing out stuff to make you better. By the way, if you want to call in, 215-867-8255-215-TOP-TALK. Why are we getting higher tests? that result in more media propaganda being put out there. You remember that I told you you could go to Google and you can put in, uh, what was the, the thing? Uh, you could put in the numbers. I did this show sometime back. You can put in the numbers, and uh, I don't know if it was coronavirus or COVID. I forget what it was. You can put in any number, and you'll have a story come up with that exact number. didn't matter what the number was. And I did it live. There's propaganda that's going on. It is to instill fear in you. The Bible tells us over and over and over that we are not to fear. We're not to fear. Our hope is not in modern medicine. It's not in man. It's not in political figures. Our hope is to be in our Creator. Our trust is to be in Him as we're obedient to Him. Now, if we're not obedient to Him, if we're sinning against His law, well then, 
we're kind of leaving ourselves open up to that. Okay? <laughs> I love how people... Uh, <laughs> You're twisting things. No, you know what? I'll tell you who's twisting things. The mainstream media is twisting things. And they're doing it to continue to force more tyranny on you. No, I don't trust in information in Google. My point was, if you were paying attention, that there's propaganda. (laughs) Anybody doing a search in Google was finding out no matter what number they put in, they could put in 937, and I forget what it was that I was using at the time. I'd have to go back and do it. Uh, COVID or cases. I think that was what it was. A number in cases. And you would have multiple stories with that exact number. I'm telling you it's propaganda. I don't trust it. I, I, I guess some people aren't listening to me the way they aren't listening to me when I talk to them about money going to Planned Parenthood. They're not paying attention to what's actually going on because they've been paying attention to the propaganda. Let me get this out of the way. This is John Rappaport. Um, came out yesterday, and uh, one of the things that he's writing about is a PCR test. And then I'm going to get on real quickly to um, the vaccine safety advocate, um, Brandy Vaughn, here in just a moment. Okay. I keep hammering on the test because it's the main piece of public fakery. This is John Rappaport, former CBS Health Watch reporter. That holds this whole pandemic illusion in place. If it falls, the illusion disappears. In numerous past articles, I've shown the PCR test is useless and deceptive. It's kind of like what we just heard from Dr. Kerry Mullis, the guy who developed the PCR test. He says, from several angles. Recently, I wrote about a Florida directive issued by the governor and his Department of Public Health. It forces labs to reveal the number of cycles at which each PCR test is run. And we carried that story, too. A cycle is a quantum leap in amplification of the original sample taken from the patient. In other words, the more cycles you put it through, the more junk you can find in there. You can find whatever you want. I guess you could find, I don't know, motor oil or (laughs) cola. I I don't know what you could find if you ran it enough in somebody's PCR test. I I don't know. But the more of these that you run, he's saying the more stuff you can find. It's amplified. Anthony Fauci himself has asserted that 35 cycles or higher makes the test result useless. Yet the FDA and the CDC recommended running the test at up to 40 cycles. This has opened the door to millions of false positives. And we had the report the other day from uh, Cambridge University. 9,000 plus students were tested for coronavirus, they used a PCR test and such, and 10 of them were found positive. All 10 of them were false positives. This is what the guy who developed the test said. They're not to be used for. This isn't helpful for that. So what does Rappaport say? Well, he says the cherry on on the cake is test labs never tell doctors or their patients how many cycles are deployed in the test. The first point of the day is this. If other states wake up and follow Florida's lead, the whole false edifice of the test would collapse. The second point is, at labs all over the country and the world, 
Thousands and thousands of PCR tech employees understand the con, the hustle, and the crime. The crime is fraud. Okay, that's that's what that is. This is the this is the this is the fraud. Because they're participating in it every day, they are all silent. Now listen, I'm not saying people don't get sick. Obviously they do. There's some people who get sick. My mom and dad were sick. My mom said, oh, you know, they did the test and I got COVID. <laughs> I was just like, okay. But the fact of the matter is, okay, people were sick. But these tests are not revealing that people are sick. That's what I'm wanting people to understand. What they're revealing is they're using the test to promote the narrative. And just because somebody tests positive doesn't mean they actually have anything. And the test can be manipulated. And Rappaport is one who said if they can be manipulated in this way to boost it up so to push everybody in there to get their vaccine, they can lower these cycles to make it appear like, oh, see what the vaccines are doing? They're working. We don't have as many positives anymore. When you really never had any positives in the first place. They were false positives. And we've known this for months. 80-90% of all positive tests have been false positives. And that's not me. That's mainstream media too telling you that. This is one of the places where they do tell you the truth. Okay? So they'll use it to work against the public. I'm telling you, and I think he's right on. He knows his stuff. They're going to use it to show how the vaccine's going to work. Oh, see? The number of tests of positive people. And i got to say, why? if you're a healthy person, why would you be going and having a test anyway? That just doesn't make any... It's like, it's like well visits. I got asked one time, well, Tim, why don't you go take, why don't you go to uh, have a well visit? Why don't you take your kids for well visits? If they ain't sick, I'm not taking them into a place that's supposed to be taking care of sick people to expose myself to sick people. I, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I know I'm just a South Carolina redneck out here in the middle of nothing, but that doesn't make any sense to me. All right? So here's what Rappaport continues on with. He says, if 20 of them step forward, these people who, are, who know what's going on with the PCR test, if they step forward and told the truth, we would see the PCR test wobble and the fakery called case numbers and pandemic and lockdown start to crumble. I don't know that you would see some of it in, in certain states because I think some of those people just like their power. I mean, that Governor Whitmer, seriously, the woman... She needs due process and then an, uh, a very swift justice. Let me put, put it that way. Okay. These PCR techs would confess that they're running the test at 40 cycles and therefore the results are meaningless. They don't mean a little, they're meaningless. So we need pressure on these PCR techs, lots and lots of pressure from us, from court cases, from every source we can muster. The PCR techs are good Germans. <laughs> That's his nice way of saying N-A-Z-I's. Okay? 
They're complicit and silent. This has to end. In 1992, strategist James Carville... I wish I could do that voice. I, can't, I haven't heard him in so long, I can't even... He gets a lot... He's got that... It's something like that. Anyway, he helped Bill Clinton win the presidency by suggesting that coming out of a recession, the campaign should use the slogan, It's the economy, stupid. And it worked. It still works. People still buy into that. (laughs) Now the slogan meme should be, It's the cycles, stupid. It's the test, stupid. The test spits out false positives like a fire hose, creating the impression of escalating COVID case numbers, which are used as the rationale for lockdowns and the economic devastation. Without those fake numbers, the authorities have nothing. John Rappaport. He's right on. He's right on. It is a deception. And again, they're going to use the vaccine that way too. Revelation 18, 23. The nations are deceived from their sorcery, their pharmakia. We get the word pharmacy. And they were doing it back in the first century because that's what that's written about. I'm not a gloom and doomer. I, I don't live my life like that. The Bible says that we're to occupy until Christ comes. I don't know if that's going to be tomorrow. I don't know if that's going to be 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now. I don't know, and neither do you. I know all you people out there, you say, oh, we can see the sign of the times. You know what? The sign of the times you keep pointing to, if you go back in Scripture and you look at it in this context, they happened in the first century. It was the closing out of the Old Testament. It was the last days of the Old Covenant. Read the book of Hebrews. That which is the old is passing away so that the new might be established. And those of you pushing doom and gloom and taking the name of Christ to do it, shame on you. Shame on you. Because the fact of the matter is, you and me both could die today, and it doesn't matter if Jesus is coming tomorrow or he's coming in a thousand years, we're going to stand before him. So let's get rid of all of that, all right? And let's do the occupying. Because King Jesus is still on the throne, 1 Corinthians 15, and he's subduing all of his enemies under his feet. That ought to give you great courage to go bring forth the gospel, speak the truth, to not be afraid of your enemies, to go against the giant, to sling the stone and tell him, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds. It ought to give Christians courage, but no, the Christians too often are backing up and they're saying, oh, who's got, the, who's got that tail? We've we got to pin the tail on the Antichrist and oh, oh we're, we're going to have tribulation. You know, in this world you have tribulation. Jesus said so, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And you know what he's done for believers? He's made them more than conquerors in him. What are you doing wringing your hands? What are you doing in fear of the enemy? It's part of the curse. It's part of the curse. Read Deuteronomy 28. Read the Old Testament when the the proclamations are, you're going to run when nobody's chasing you. (laughs) You're going to flee in different directions. Nobody's chasing you. I just got through telling you 
the false pro- false positives of the PCR test. Nobody's chasing you. Nobody's chasing you. And Americans are putting things over their face, staying away from their fellow man, obeying the beast system, bowing down to it. And if they're not bowing down to that, the the beast system that they see is very clear. They're bowing down to the political figure promising them um, liberty when they themselves are the slaves of corruption. Yep, I'm talking about that political Jersey team too. Promising you liberty, promising you they're going to stand and fight for you, and they don't. They just make it look like they're doing that. Why? Because it's WWE, like I told you before. That's what it is. Let me move on to this real quickly because, uh, again, Bradley hit on this the other day. And, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm just going to throw out a little something for you to investigate yourself. Got this little book. Um called The Invisible Rainbow. Arthur Firstenbaum. I don't know I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. I talked to him. Uh, didn't want to come on the show because he didn't like that we hold to the Bible. I don't know why that's a problem in talking about his book, but in any case, he didn't want to come on the show. That's fine. Uh, doesn't mean the information in the book isn't any good. It is. But one of the things that was interesting was this idea of influenza. Do you know where that comes from? We call it the flu, right? Back in the, the, the first instance that I think we have of influenza came from Italy. The year 1580. 1580. Okay? So even if you take like a biblical record, 6,000 years, you're talking about thousands of years No record of influenza. It's not saying it didn't exist. It's just saying this is the first time we have it, I guess, in recorded history. Now, one guy writes, and this is based off of uh, the, the Invisible Rainbow book. As the phenomenon reoccurred, acute observers recognized that it tended to pop up simultaneously in multiple locations. Now, this is before you got air travel and, you know, swift boat travel to places. It was popping up all over the planet, all over the earth, okay, in multiple locations, sometimes on multiple continents. In an effort to explain this cognitively dissonant fact, Italian scientists examined sunspot records and noticed that outbreaks always seemed to coincide with peaks of sunspot activity. They understood that when the sun's surface, or corona, was most active, there were mass ejections from the sun that manifested as spectacular displays of the uh, aurora borealis in northern climes and that they were also magnetic effects or magnetic waves from the sun that struck the earth with uncommon intensity at these times. The word influenza became the name of this illness. Now listen to this. Influenza being short for, quote, Influenza del Stel. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I, Italian, I, I'm not a guy. Or it means influence of the stars. Influence of the stars. 
<clears throat> and by the early 1600s, European scientists had worked out that the cause of the illness, now known as influenza, was the effect of unusual magnetic waves impacting the human body. That's in the 1600s. <laughs> the flu narrative was accepted throughout the 17 and 1800s. There were multiple references to the illnesses brought on by the proliferation of telegraph communications and the installation of AC power grids in U.S. cities. Some of the reported effects were very serious for the persons involved. Listlessness, loss of energy, depression, headaches, and much more. Then we can go on from there, the Spanish flu, yada, yada, yada. There's all kinds of stuff there. That sounds a lot like what we've got going on in modern times, doesn't it? All right. I'm running out of time. I may have to stay over just a little bit, and I didn't mean to. I got off a little bit on the, on a side road there with you guys in the chat, some of you in the chat. And I can't watch all the chat, so I apologize uh, if I miss any questions or statements or something like that. This lady, Brandy Vaughn, <clears throat> and again, if we have to run over, we'll run over just a little bit. In fact, we're going to run over, I know, because this video is very important, and it's about 12 minutes, and I really want to play that for you guys because, you know, I, I can't keep up with my times anymore, and I even put these in the um, in the article here when I was covering all these holistic doctors, these alternative medicine people uh, who were, I mean, I don't know how many of them we had die within a ninety day period. It was a bunch of pe- it was a bunch of doctors across America. Uh, a lot of them from quote unquote suicide mysterious causes there's always something okay and i'm not saying they didn't die of that but it seems a little strange to me okay and i think that's why it made the news well it made our news so <clears throat> we had uh erin elizabeth she's over at health Hut, health nut news i wanted to see if we could have uh erin on because um she puts out some pretty good information on uh, on a lot of things uh, related to health and she was one a couple, almost two weeks ago, who had put out this this deal on uh, Brandy Vaughn. And she wrote on her Twitter, Twitter account, Rest in peace to my friend and fellow colleague and activist and hero, Brandy Vaughn, founder of LearnTheRisk.org. She said she was just found dead by her only son, who's a minor, such a young age. She posted publicly many times that if she were found dead, it was foul play. She previously had spoken with Vaughn about a vaccination reaction she had when she was there months, months, uh, when she was three months old. Excuse me. Toby Rogers, a PhD whose Twitter page talks about the autism epidemic, wrote on Twitter, I'm devastated by the death of Brandy Vaughn. Her Learn the Risk stickers are on my car, and I pass out her cards wherever I can. She was a soldier and revolutionary, saved thousands of lives. Now she's a martyr. Future generations will remember her sacrifice and revere her name. I hope that's true. I really do hope that's true. Um, several people had said that she expressed many times in the past about her fear that someone was going to poison her and even posted on Facebook that she wasn't at all suicidal. There was a post she had from the FDA.gov. And there is <clears throat> the points out of what she's talking about, about the, the flu shot. We were just talking about influenza. 
the flu shot. This is from the FDA's own website. This is what they say about it. Approval is based on the immune response elicited by FLUAD, which stands for uh, influenza or flu vaccine uh, adjuvanted suspension for intramuscular injection. Is that right? I think that's how you. I think that's how you're to read that. It's elicited by this. Uh, FLUAD. <clears throat> Data demonstrating a decrease in influenza disease after vaccination with FLUAD are not available. In other words, they're telling you, we don't know if this works or not. We don't have any data to support it. But hey, <laughs> go into your latest, your, your local place and get that flu vaccine. Get on in there and get your flu vaccine. And the FDA is telling you they don't have the data to demonstrate that it decreases the flu. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Um, Her final Instagram post on December the 7th warns of what she said were the dangers of flu shots. She, quote, this is what she said. Flu shot label admits... No data that the shot decreases flu. And that's from the FDA's website. That's not, this is not conspiracy theory. This is not out of Tim Brown's head. Um, this is the FDA. At least one flu shot maker admits there is no evidence that getting a flu shot decreases your risk of getting the flu, but the list of side effects from the toxic flu shot is long. Indeed, it is. It's almost like, yeah, just thank you very much. I'll stick with my chances of getting the flu. And I've got several of these stories here that you can get on. This was the other year. I don't know if it was last year or the year before because all my time runs together. And when I think it's last year, it's like four years ago. So anyway, these are all these different doctors who had died within a very short amount of time. Uh, You can check those out. Uh, And this is the article that I had up yesterday. And what I'm going to do is I want to play this video. It's it's about 12 minutes long. I'm not going to be able to do it for the radio audience. So you guys, if you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, join us over on YouTube. Just pull up Bradley Dean on YouTube. Go to our Facebook page, Sons of Liberty, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Catch us there. Jump over to beforeitsnews.com. We're on the front page there. Or sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can always go there. Right side of the page, second video down. That's me. Top video will be Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. But I want to I want to play this video <clears throat> because this is what Miss Vaughn was experiencing all the time she was speaking out on all of this stuff. And by the way, tomorrow morning we're going to have Kate Shimarani, 8 a.m. Eastern time, same bat time, same bat channel, and D. Manny Mitchell will be back with us uh, live from Portugal. We're going to talk about cancers and some things of, of that nature and how they're working together to help people with that so let your friends know but we're only going to start it on youtube and when you go look for it go to sonslibertymedia.com all right eight o'clock tomorrow we'll see you then and you guys hang on we're going to play the video all right coming in for everybody from red state talk radio i'm going to play this video and i think you're going to find it informative again this and more all of these things that we talked about this morning will be up at sonsoflibertymedia.com later this morning.
Okay. And let me let you know something. You guys who will join tomorrow, look, we'll probably go like 10 minutes from the top of the hour through the introduction and me to tell you to go over to Sons of Liberty Media. If you come in while we're live, we'll be live on Sons of Liberty Media. If you come in after that, and I'll say it tomorrow too, if you come in after we're off the air, the archive will be up at Sons of Liberty Media later on that later on in the day. And it will be as a post, just scroll down, it'll be as a post as the same title as the video description. Just so you know, if it's not up when you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, wait, come back later in the day, it'll be up. Usually I try to get it up before lunchtime, Eastern time. But if I don't, sometimes it runs just after that. But it will be up. The show will be there. You can listen to it or you can watch the, the video portion, whatever you want to do. And uh, and that'll be there. All right. Without further ado, this is the overt and covert intimidation of Brandy Vaughn. Hi, I'm Brandy Vaughn. And for those of you who don't know me, I um, have been an activist speaking out against SB 277 here in California. Wow. What happened to our rights? Yeah. How did I sit back and let this happen? Yeah. Yeah. This is a very slippery slope. In this fight, um, I have been under a little bit of heat and I wanted to document this um, just in case. I wanted to show some of the intimidation tactics that I've been under. There is a lot of shady stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I um, got involved in this fight because I used to work for Merck here in Santa Barbara where I live. And I worked there from 2001 until 2003, and I sold Vioxx for Merck. Vioxx was eventually taken off the market, and it was proven that Merck had knowledge that it increased uh, heart attacks and stroke by two times, and it uh, injured and killed a lot of people. It was eventually pulled off the market, and I lost a lot of faith in the healthcare system. Um, I went to Europe, and then I came back with a six-month-old son, and I was bullied at the pediatrician's office in San Francisco when I asked to see vaccine inserts and questions about them. That was a huge red flag for me because I already had mistrust of doctors and the healthcare system in general and pharma. And so I did a lot of research and that was four years ago and that was where my vaccine research started. And I realized that they were not very safe actually and not very effective and I chose not to vaccinate my son. So when I heard about SB 277 in California, I decided that it was important um, to that my voice was heard and that I was speaking up against it and part of the fight. So when I made that decision three months ago, I know that um, I knew I was going to take some heat for it, but I wasn't quite sure how much heat. And so I'm making this video today to describe the intimidation tactics that have been used against me to try and silence me. The first one um, happened when I was coming back from the Capitol rally um, in Sacramento against SB 277. And I came home with a friend to um, my hide a key being on my on my doorstep open to the key and the story behind this was a year ago when I bought my house I hid that deep in the bushes and six months um, ago I had looked for it because I thought well it's probably not a good idea to have a key to my house outside my 
right outside my door. Um, I couldn't find it, but when I came back from Sacramento um, that one time, it was about two months ago, that the key was on my doorstep open um, to the key. That day I had my locks changed and I called an alarm service and I installed um, a $3,000 alarm system two days later. So what happened apparently is someone um, opened the door, the front door, went through the front door, picked the lock and my alarm went off and they immediately disarmed it with the master code which nobody had um, but me. I made sure nobody else had that code and they disarmed it at the panel with that code. Panels inside. According to the alarm company, um, at 3.45 in the morning, somebody entered in through the front door, the alarm went off. They disabled the alarm by putting in the master code right away into the panel. And then at 3.46 in, the in the morning, my hallway monitor sensor went off. Um, so someone went down the hall. And then at 3.48, someone opened my dining room window and then closed it right away. And then if you notice, the dining room window actually faces out towards the backyard, which is much more private than the front door, which they used to enter that time. And then they went over to the keypad, entered the code again, and then left through the front door at 349. After the incident, I talked to some security experts who have actually done intimidation for corporations. And they explained a few things. They said, well, A, they were probably tapping your place. So um, everything I say and do in here is listened to, if not watched. And then opening of the back um, window, because it's a much priv more private way to get in for future reference, for future visits. Um, when I did return home, um, and the, the, the police came in and made sure nobody was here. And then I came in um, after the alarm was set off, after the break-in. And what I did notice was they had left the, this window unlocked like this. And before I left uh, for Sacramento, all of the windows and doors were locked, double locked actually. I went through twice to make sure that they were locked. So after that happened, I uh, didn't really feel comfortable sleeping in my house again um, because, of course, they could come in and disarm my alarm whenever they wanted. Um, there wasn't really another way to secure um, the system. I changed the code, but again, who knows how they got the code in the first place. Um, the security expert is pretty convinced that the house is tapped, uh, my phone is, is is being listened to my conversation, my text messages, and then um, my computer, all both my computers as well. The next thing that happened actually was with my computer. So um, one of the things that the police um, wanted to know was if anything was taken in the break-in. Of course, nothing was because they weren't here to take anything. I did have a computer here in a hiding spot 
And when um, the police were here, I did actually come and look to make sure the computer was still here. And it's um, here above the microwave is its hiding spot. It's not a place anyone would know to look for the computer. And it's not, you know, especially in being here in only four minutes. Two days later, after that happened, um, after the break-in happened, I walked into my place to move some stuff out, and the computer was taken from its hiding place and put in the middle of the floor. And so I came back home to pick up some stuff. I wasn't staying here any longer, and that message was there which was obviously very scary because clearly somebody had been listening in, um, if not watching where, as to where the computer was. So after that, I decided that it would be best to get out of town and I left um, town for a couple of weeks and really went off the grid for part of, a good part of that. So after the computer incident um, and leaving town for two weeks, the day that I came back, I had a friend come with me, and him and I arrived at my place and found a ladder open right in front of my door, looking into the windows, um, the bedroom window. Now, this is my ladder, but this ladder lives in the garage. Um, so it was clear that somebody had accessed the garage, brought out the ladder, through the side of my house, opened it, looking right up into the window, and this happens to be the only window that I had blinds open. So that was quite a message. Um, the security experts said, wow, what a better message than, than to say we're watching you. And this actually happened the day that I came back into town. So they clearly knew that, um, well, it happened the night before. Um, they clearly knew when I was coming back. The neighbor who was feeding my dogs came over after half an hour after we found the ladder, and she's like, she asked, so what's with the ladder? And I said, I don't know. I mean, I didn't put it there. And she said, well, it wasn't there yesterday. So it means that it happened the night before I came back into town after two weeks. So clearly they are watching. The next incident um, was just two days later and that's in the garage. This Buddha was on the floor. Normally the Buddha is pretty heavy. Um, it was on here on top of the, the dog cage um, holding the towel um, to cover it up at night for the dogs. So it was taken off of here and there's really no way it could have fallen because I mean it's actually really heavy and if it had fallen it would have fallen you know, some different way. But I walked in and I found it right there on the ground. The pictures were also knocked over. So then two days later, I noticed it first through the kitchen window. Um, and it's not something I have ever seen before, but there is a duck. On my table and when I talked to the security experts I said I don't understand the duck 
and then it came to me that I had been on my phone having a lot of conversations about people asking me, you know, are you staying at your house? What are you going to do? And I used the term repeatedly, well, I, I'm not staying at my house. I feel like a sitting duck because they can get in at any time and, you know, I'm a sitting duck. And so that was actually quite disturbing to come home to. Um, now I have a duck. Um, I have never seen it before. It's not mine. Nobody else is having access that would bring a duck. It just, it's a clear message that, again, they are watching me. And the intimidation is quite, um, you know, intimidating. And it's quite scary. So after all of these intimidation tactics, it's very hard to feel safe and secure, but I am not gonna go away. I mean, I'm not gonna be silenced because these are important issues and we need to expose what's really going on behind the mandatory vaccination bills. It has nothing to do with public health. It has everything to do with profit. And I hope that we can all continue this fight it's a long, we may have lost the battle, but we still have a war to win. And hopefully by documenting this intimidation, they won't be able to get away with it um, in the future with me and with anyone else who speaks out. There is some evil going on here. Yeah. We need to fight it. Uh, yes, and indeed, there is some evil going on. Now, what we know is is the Santa Barbara uh, Sheriff's Department has opened up an investigation. Who knows what that's going to be because uh, who knows how corrupt that, you know, that that place has become too. But we do have a, a tweet from them. Coroner's detectives are conducting an investigation of the December 7th death of 45-year-old Brandy Vaughn of Santa Barbara, the dis, uh, this, this dissident, has been positively identified and the death is believed to be a result of natural causes based on an autopsy, autopsy exam conducted last week. Well, <clears throat> she's 45 years old. She seems to be in good health. She's one who obviously cares about health. I, I'm not saying it, that it couldn't be, but come on, folks. It wouldn't surprise me, I'm just saying, it wouldn't surprise me, you're pushing big pharma drugs, if you're, if you're doing that, what's any different than that, where there's billions of dollars being made, and, I don't know, Mexican cartel drug members? I, I, what's the difference? There's drugs, there's money to be, to be done there. Um, we'll wait to see. It takes weeks for them to get a toxicology report, from what I understand, so we'll wait and see what happens. I'm sure it's going to fly under the radar. Nobody's going to report on it or anything. We're going to try to keep on top of that. Maybe we'll see if we can have uh, Aaron come on the show and talk a little bit because I've been wanting to get her on the show anyway. Uh, but maybe we can talk about some of that as to what's going on, the intimidation tactics that go on, the numbers of these holistic doctors who have died. And by the way, I just want to let you know something. I, I left this up. And I'll talk to Bradley a little later on if he wants me to pull the video, because we've got it in several places. Um, and I always upload to Brideon and Rumble and where else am I doing? Library and BitChute every day. I'm uploading there now so that, you know, if we have something pulled, my stuff is going to be there. Okay? It's just 
going to be on those outlets too, but also on SonsLibertyMedia.com. The video I just played for you, just so you know, is off of YouTube. Now, I just got a message while I was playing that from a lady on Facebook saying she got banned for sharing that video, that particular video right there. Now, why would Facebook ban you for sharing that video? Why would they ban you for that? Folks, that's a pretty that's a pretty serious thing. People breaking into ladies' house, doing all kinds of intimidation to scare her. And good for her. She didn't succumb to the fear. Instead, and she's had a little boy, nine years old. And she stood her ground and she said what needed to be said. When are people going to hear her voice and those like her? When are they going to hear her voice? Guys, we got some uh, difficult days ahead of us. We, we do. It doesn't mean, mean that we need to be fearful. That's the message I want to leave with you. Yeah, there are some evil, wicked people in the world today. But there's been evil, wicked people in the world throughout history. It's not anything new. Their daddy's the devil. But those of us who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? Our daddy is God. We may not be anything or anyone in the world, and that's okay. Because our daddy's everything, and our brother Jesus sits on the throne, doesn't he? Now, do we believe that or do we not? And so, therefore, we go forth in the truth. We go forth unafraid. And yeah, I'm not going to say that there aren't times that there are things that might bring fear. There was fear with the disciples. And Jesus had to tell them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Courage is what replaces that. And the Bible tells us that perfect love drives out fear. or It casts out fear. So I got a question for you today. Do you love? Do you really love? Or are you fearful? Which one are you? I would encourage you that if you're full of fear, to repent. Because it is a sign of a lack of faith. That's, that's the whole point. It is, a, it is a sign of a lack of trust in God that he cares for his own. And you know what? That if we go, if we leave this life, it is according to his purpose. Jesus said, not a sparrow falls to the ground apart from my Father's will. Of how much more important of or more value are you than they? You're made in the image of God. Go forth as those made in the image of God. Again, not a message of fear, a message of hope. But it's not hope in man like some people have, where they're hoping some man's going to get them out of the situation they're in like they do right now. And they're bowing to political idols. Our hope is in God. Period. Period. With that said... Hope you guys have a great day. 8 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Kate Shimarani, D. Manny Mitchell will be joining me, Lord willing, uh, right here, whatever platform you're listening to, and also on 
Red State Talk Radio. And uh, guys, you guys have a good day, and we'll talk to you then. Lord willing, see ya.